Okay, now, how's that? Okay. And uh, the title of the message this morning is Christmas Stealers. Christmas Stealers. And we're going to begin in chapter 2, beginning verse 13, and we'll read through verse 20. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt. Remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious And he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time that had been ascertained from the wise men. This was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping in loud lamentation. Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they are no more. But when Herod died... Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and the proclamation of his word. If for some reason you and I could not exchange gifts at Christmas time and we could not receive gifts, And we couldn't do some of the things that we normally do every year to celebrate the Christmas season. Would we experience Christmas? Is that what Christmas is all about? Well, most of us probably have seen the old Christmas classic, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And the story is built around the fact that Rudolph has a shiny red nose that glows. And because of that shiny red nose that glows... He's able to guide Santa's sleigh through a terrible snowstorm and save Christmas. Uh, If you have, there's got, everybody here has probably seen that at least once in their life. Santa himself says, before he realizes Rudolph's special gift, that Christmas is going to have to be canceled. Now, I hate to contradict such a high authority as Santa Claus. But nothing can stop Christmas from coming. Nothing can stop Christmas from coming. However, there are those forces, there are, there are those things that we do, if we're not careful, they can steal the true meaning of Christmas from each of us. If we let them, we can go through the, the season of Christmas and not experience the blessing that God wants to give us. Because we have our priorities in the wrong place. We read this morning about Herod. King Herod. And Herod is the first person in, in history who tried to steal Christmas from us. Many Herods in the New Testament. But this Herod, known as Herod the Great, was the most powerful of the Herods. He was also the most wicked of the Herods even though many of his descendants came in a close second. uh, He came to power about 30 years before the birth of Christ. 
and he died not long after Christ was born. Herod the Great was insanely wicked and suspicious. He murdered anyone who either was his opponent for power or whom he even, he even had the slightest suspicion was an opponent of power. He murdered his favorite wife, Mary Amney. I'd hate to not be his favorite if that's what happened to her, right? He murdered some of his sons who he became suspicious of them being a rival for power. Caesar Augustus, uh, the Roman emperor, said it would be better to be Herod's pig than to be Herod's son. Because Herod would not eat pork as, as uh, part of his uh, Jewish custom, but he killed many of his sons. One of the final acts of Herod the Great, he was suffering an extremely painful and excruciating death. And he, so what he did was he had a, uh, a collection of the leading citizens of Jerusalem arrested. And he ordered that when he died, they were to be killed. He said, I know nobody's going to cry when I die, but I want to make sure there's some tears shed in Israel at my death. Not a nice guy, was he? It's not hard to imagine Herod, this Herod, when he heard of the bloodthirsty, when he he heard of of the birth of a rival king, when he heard of the birth of a rival king, it's not hard to imagine him ordering the bloodthirsty killing of the baby boys born in Bethlehem who were not yet three years old. You know, Bethlehem was not that big of a place. It was not, it could not have been that many baby boys born there. But, but it's, it's easy for us to say that's exactly something this Herod would have done and did do. God's great enemy, Satan, prompted Herod to try to thwart God's redemptive plan. Herod tried to steal Christmas from us to stop us from ever remembering it. He tried to destroy Jesus. But when you oppose God, you are the one who will ultimately be destroyed. But Herod stands as the first Christmas stealer. And I think from this passage of Scripture... We can learn this timeless truth. Don't be robbed of the joy of celebrating Christmas by focusing on the wrong priorities. Don't be robbed of the joy of celebrating Christmas by focusing on the wrong priorities. You see, there are forces that, want, that don't want you to see the true meaning of Christmas. And they are all around us today. And they try to get our focus off what, on what, off what it truly is all about. And the enemy of our souls, the enemy of mankind, the enemy of God, Satan tries to steal Christmas's true meaning from us. And so he does certain things, especially that, that happen to us. First of all, Christmas stealers try to get us to focus on presents instead of persons. Christmas stealers try to get us to focus on presents instead of purpose, and instead of persons. Now, truly, the focus of Christmas has become things for many people. We just experienced Black Friday. We experienced Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday. And this year, I heard, we even had Travel Tuesday. 
And those are special days set aside by retailers in our country to guide us to try to get us to spend money. And I've heard that these days, these special days, move many retailers in our country from uh, from from the red to the black. Uh, they make a profit because of these days. They try to get us to buy a lot of stuff, right? And to buy a lot of presents. Now, many of us try to make Christmas good for our families, for those we love, by giving presents. Now, there's nothing wrong with giving presents. There's nothing wrong. In fact, many would say the wise men's gift uh, to, to uh, Mary and Joseph at the birth of Christ was kind of the beginning of this custom. Um, but I want you to know that present giving is not the essence of Christmas. Yes, I like giving presents. I like getting them too. But that's not the essence of Christmas. The essence of Christmas is that God gave His Son to us to save us from our sins. That's what Christmas is all about. You know, if you, if you separate Christmas from Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday, you miss out on the meaning of Christmas. Christmas is about God sending His Son to do for us what we could not do for ourselves. Giving His Son, His Son giving His life in our place on the cross so our sins could be forgiven. Uh, present giving and receiving that we do at Christmas time, it's not in itself bad, but it, oftentimes it gets out of hand and it robs us of joy. Uh, people people want to buy stuff for their children. And sometimes, you know, people get out their credit cards and they go and they charge, right? And they charge things that they won't have paid off even by next Christmas. Um, and though giving and receiving a presence is fun, is that the thing that you remember about the Christmases of your past? Is that what you remember? You know what I remember about the Christmases of my youth? I remember my brothers and sisters. I had one brother and three sisters and two parents. And we would get in a car and we would ride to my grandmother's to celebrate Christmas. And then we would sing Christmas carols. Especially after we left, we'd sing Christmas carols. We'd go look at Christmas lights all around the city. My grandmother lived on a farm and we had a long ride. And so we'd sing Christmas carols and we'd just praise the Lord together in the car. Now, my dad loved to sing. But my dad could not sing. But it didn't stop him. And, and he, he kind of raised a singing family. You know, even though our dad, you know, please don't sing for the public, dad. But anyway, uh, he couldn't sing. But you remember those times of being together with family and singing Christmas carols and praising God and just being with people that you loved. You know, and we did that for many years. I mean, when we were all adults, we tried to, we squeezed in a, in a four-door sedan, seven people, you know, the days before all the rules that we have now. We actually got in there and it was really tight, but we did it because we wanted to keep up that kind of memory. Uh, that's probably, you probably have a memory like that. You probably have something like that that your family did it didn't really have anything to do with maybe giving or receiving, but just time with others. Um, 
And it didn't have anything to do with presence. We get so focused on presence that we become depressed if someone gets us a present and we forgot to get them a present. Has that ever happened to you? There might come a time when we might be able to give presents like we do in our time. But that doesn't mean Christmas and the Christmas season and celebration has to mean less. Probably it can mean more. You see, don't be robbed of Christmas by focusing on presents instead of persons. Christmas is about relationships. That's what Christmas is about. Our relationship with God was so important that he broke into history that God became a man. And he did for us what we could not do for ourselves. God the Son, God the Father sent God the Son to reconcile us to himself. Because he wanted a relationship with us. He wanted us to be able to come to him and have our sins forgiven. And be able to be in his presence. You see, focus on knowing Jesus this Christmas. The person of Christ. Focus on joy to the world. The Lord is come, let earth receive her king. And then focus on enjoying your family and the people that you love, that God has blessed you with this season. Your spouse, your children, your grandchildren, your parents, your friends are blessings from God to be enjoyed. He wants us to be reconciled with each other. Uh, he wants us to enjoy each other and build, in, build each other up. You know, life is changing. The relationships we take for granted today, we might not have tomorrow. So we need to focus on the persons in our lives that God has allowed us to love and who love us. We can focus on, on others, on people who might need our help. Uh, Dave talked about the Salvation Army today. They do a lot of wonderful, great work. They help many people and we see uh, bell ringers almost in every store uh, we go to. And, uh, and, you know, we can give to them and we can help, help others in need. Uh, Prison Fellowship does a thing where, they, uh, where they, they get from inmates the, the names and locations of their family. And they actually buy gifts and give these gifts in the name of their, their uh, parent that's in prison. You know, um, and we, we talked about Lottie Moon. You know, you can give to Lottie Moon and, and you can be realizing that your gift is going to help people come to know Jesus all around the world, just like we saw this morning. You see, our focus needs to be on people and persons and not presents this Christmas. I think there's a second Christmas stealer that we uh, tend, to, tend to run into these days, and that's, that's this. Christmas stealers try to get us to focus on the rush Instead of the rest. Is Christmas a busy time for you? It probably is. Many of us rush around during Christmas season. And then when it's over, we kind of are glad. Because we can slow down. We've been going so fast and furious. We rush around trying to get all the presents bought and the parties attended and the Christmas programs over. That we don't slow down. Long enough to think about what it's all about. To contemplate with Charles Wesley. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinner reconciled. To think about what peace is. I love the definition of the video this morning. God's highest and most complete good. That is what peace is. And that what he wants 
That's what he wants for you and I and for others. He wants that for us. But we get so busy rushing around that we don't slow down long enough to just take it in and to think about God and his goodness and his grace. You see, sometimes we need to understand that not everything we think is important is essential. One of my favorite theologians and philosopher, the late great Irma Bombeck, wrote an, an article of, uh, years ago when she learned she had cancer. And this is the title of the article is, If I Had to Live Life Over Again. And I think at that time of her life she'd learned that the rest was more important than the rush. This is what she said. If I had to live my life over again, I would have gone to bed when I was sick instead of pretending the earth would go into a holding pattern if I weren't there for the day. I would have burned the pink candle sculpted like a rose before it melted in storage. I would have talked less and listened more. I would have invited friends over to dinner even if the carpet was stained or the sofa faded. I would have eaten popcorn in the good living room and worried less about the dirt when someone wanted to light a fire in the fireplace. I would have taken time to listen to my grandfather ramble about his youth. I would have shared more responsibility carried by my husband. I would never have insisted the car window be rolled up on a summer day because my hair had just been teased and sprayed. I don't have that problem anyway. I would have sat on the lawn with my children and not worried about grass stains. I would have cried and laughed less while watching television and more while watching life. I would never have bought anything just because it was practical, wouldn't show soil, or was guaranteed to last a lifetime. When my kids kissed me impetuously, I would never have said, Later, now go get washed up for dinner. There would have been more I love yous, more I'm sorry. But mostly given another shot at life, I would seize every minute, look at it, really see it, live it, and never give it back. Stop sweating the small stuff. Don't worry about who doesn't like you, who has more, or who's doing what. Instead, let's cherish the relationships we have with those who do love us. Let's think about what God has blessed us with and what we were doing each day to promote ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, as well as spiritually. Life is too short to let it pass you by. We only have one shot at this and then it's gone. I think some wise words from Irma Bombeck. Yeah, some things can be left undone, can't they? You know, someone said, if Satan can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. If Satan can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. And I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in just the living of life. And I think life, I think life is at such a fast pace for most people. We don't even know how to slow down sometimes. I mean, we're all just going a million miles an hour. And so we need to learn to slow down, to be still uh, before God and think about all that He has done for us and all that He's blessed us with. You know, I'd rather do one thing a day that the Lord was in than a hundred things a day that He's really not in. You see, we need to take time this season to be still before God as individuals and families in a church. We need to marvel and know that He is God. 
that He has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. We need to capture the moments with those we love, knowing that one day you don't have those moments anymore. You know, you can't buy those moments. Even for a million dollars, you can't buy the moments that are in the past that are gone. Don't be robbed of Christmas by focusing on the rush instead of the rest. But finally, there's one more thing I want to say. Christmas stealers try to get us to focus on Kris Kringle instead of Jesus Christ. Don't focus on Kris Kringle. Kris Kringle is not what Christmas is all about. Focus on the fact that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself. We've let the fantasy become our focus instead of the reality of God saving work among us. Now, I don't, I'm not a Scrooge. I don't think there's anything wrong with the fantasy. I enjoy the fantasy. I, like I, I've quoted from all these childhood Christmas shows that I've seen in my life. I enjoy the fantasy. There's nothing wrong with the fantasy in, unless it becomes an idol. But the truth is the tail's wagging the dog. Even among us as believers. The tail's wagging the dog. Christ is the reality of Christmas. We've lost perspective when our children and grandchildren know more about the reindeer than they do about Bethlehem and the shepherds. Don't lose the wonder that the Word was made flesh and God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself. Don't ever lose that. Don't ever lose that, that God would condescend and become a man. And he wasn't born in a palace. He was born in a barn. He did that so he could reconcile us to himself. So that, so that we, we can't say to God, you don't know what I'm going through because you never experienced yourself. Nobody can say that to Almighty God. Corey Ten Boom spent... Uh, Spent years in a, in a German concentration camp and uh, because they hid uh, Jews during World War II and during the period that Hitler was trying to wipe out the Jews. After she uh, did this, she spoke a lot. And she was speaking one day in a prison. And she really wasn't looking too forward to it because the crowd was very hostile. A woman sang, and the young man prayed, and the noise just kept growing increasingly worse right before she, uh, she talked. And so when she got up, she almost shouted, When I was alone four months in a prison cell, and the crowd became quiet. The crowd became quiet. Because the men that she was speaking to that afternoon understood that she knew what they were going through. And you know, God knows what you and I are going through. You might think nobody does, but God does. He knows what we're going through. Christmas reminds us that Jesus went through it Himself. Don't lose the wonder of focusing on Christ. That God would become a man and be born in a barn. That His coming to earth was not characterized by society's leaders coming to Him, but by shepherds. Don't lose the wonder that this babe that was born in Bethlehem was, grew up to be nailed to a cross to die in our place so that we could be forgiven. 
Don't forget the truth that Jesus is not any longer the babe of Bethlehem, but he is the resurrected Lord, and one day every knee will bow before him, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Don't be robbed of Christmas by focusing on Chris Keringle instead of Jesus Christ. Well, the Grinch tried to steal Christmas. He tried to steal it from the little who's. He stole the presents. And he stole the decorations. And he stole the food. And he thought he had stolen Christmas until he woke up on Christmas morning to the caroling of the little who's down below him in Whosville. You see, there are Christmas stealers who want you to miss Christmas this year. They want you to focus on presents instead of persons. They want you to focus on Rush instead of the rest. They want you to focus on Chris Kingle instead of Jesus Christ, the living Lord. Don't let them steal Christmas from you this season. Don't be robbed of the joy of celebrating Christmas by focusing on the wrong priorities. Focus on Jesus if you never given your life to Christ, you really can't have experienced Christmas. And today could be the day that you receive Him as Savior and Lord of your life. And you can say, I'm tired of running my life myself. Lord, I want to give my life to You and I want to follow You. And I want to live for You because You died for me and You rose again. I want to receive You into my life. If that'd be the best thing that could happen to you this Christmas or any Christmas. And brothers and sisters in Christ, we have so many opportunities this Christmas. People are open at Christmas in a way that they're not open at other times of the year. And so we can turn their attention to the true meaning of Christmas. That today, in the city of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Heavenly Father, help us not to be robbed of the joy of understanding and contemplating the true meaning of Christmas. Thank you, Jesus, that you didn't just tell us from on high how to live, but Lord Jesus, you experienced life yourself. The temptations that we experienced, but you never gave in to them. The pain and the suffering that we experience and Lord not only did you experience the pain that we go through but you experienced the pain of the cross and took our sins upon yourself so that we could be forgiven oh Lord thank you for this help us to worship you and to point people to you this Christmas Lord if there's someone here that's never trusted or believed put their faith in you I pray that today they would give their lives to you It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.